This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller and his guy Friday, Christian Blatt. What's up, Hiroshi? Let's light this candle. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller. Welcome to the Dennis Miller Option. I'm off my feed today a little. Coming down with something. Is there anything sweeping the land? I haven't heard of flu bugs or anything. Beto fever. That's what's sweeping the land. (laughs) Finally catching on. Hope you don't have it. I am going to field questions. I have Mets fever, by the way. That's Break crazy. Up the Mets. I, I, I think they just, I, I, as I jumped on, Christian, I think they were up 7 2. I yeah, don't know they, if they that, closed that out. They did. Well, I heard rumblings of Diaz coming in, <laughs> and I thought, boy, you talk about Mrs. O'Leary's cow. <laughs> Nobody. Fortunately. A fire in a major metropolitan area. They're scoring. Yeah, Mrs. O'Reilly's cow's a fable. <laughs> she should laugh a little louder than that, but I. No, that's not true. We got the cow book for next week. It's going to be on the show. So people are now, I uh, you know, read the uh, text on, not text, what do they call reviews on uh, Apple. Yeah. Get a feel. Now people are grading, undergrading us for, I don't even, they're so pissed off. When, uh, what is it? Uh, people complain Lindsay was too loud. So I brought it up. Right. And now people, it's the center point of the show. Well. And it makes you think, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, really. I feel like going to Florence. But but Twitter. <laughs> Don't you ever want to just live in Florence? And oh, my gosh, yes. Go absolutely. see pretty shit. <laughs> I mean, even, so even where, Hannibal where Lecter retired to Florence. On, uh, don't even tell me. But uh, I, I can tell you, I thought we had a comedy show going here. We don't. We have an appraisal of Lindsay's laugh show going here. And I'm just going <laughs> to hang around the fringes of it and try to talk about things. But you guys, good luck with it. Chris, I'm going to leave it up to you. The only thing I would say on the events of this week is that I don't know anything. I think most people, if not all people, don't know anything. I would say the more insistent somebody is at this point that they know everything, the less you should pay attention to them, no matter what the notion is. But, uh, and I'll say, say my prayers. It's just for me. I know some people out there, that's enough to get them going. But uh, I'm saying my prayers. I won't, uh, I won't bother you again with that. Okay. What's up, Christian? Well, you know, uh, it is it is tough times out there in the news. I'm you sure can that ask this me is going to anything. I'm just yeah. saying I, I I don't have any answers. I, yeah, you know, everybody's got an answer, and I often think, wow, I don't, I don't even like what they're wearing, much less that they know the fix on this. So. <laughs> That's true. So if somebody goes, you know, on you television. watch people on TV, and you go, <laughs> you go, here's what it is, and you go, wow, what's that fucking tie? Can we move beyond that? <laughs> Hey, if I could look like Charles Payne on TV, I would probably be on TV. Oh, he's on right now. He just got into a fracas with a guy who said that the what the Castro guy did was fine. There's another thing I'd say. There's one truism I think we can all agree on. Stay out of the Castro's way because they'll get you hurt. Um, I, I just have that feeling that's a... Uh, so you're talking Pretty about male- the malevolent duo there. The, the Texas Castros. We're not talking about the Cuban Castros, which I think. Uh, I would exhume Fidel Castro right now and vote for him for president. <laughs> other than Joaquin well, or uh, whatever the other cat's name. Well, is. that that was actually the uh, first thing I was going to ask you about. Oh, this, okay, good. Ask away. The this uh, so it, it's not Julian Castro who's running for president, and I, that distinction is more for the audience. Uh, Joaquin Castro, his twin brother, 
allegedly not running for president, but I don't know if I've seen them in the same place at the same time, but uh, he is a congressman and he posted the names and employers yeah, of 44. Trying to get people hurt. Yeah. So 40, go. Just, 44 San Antonio residents who donated the federal maximum to Trump's reelection campaign. So I wanted to get yeah, your thoughts Yeah, don't, uh, don't use your name when you're donating. I, I, listen, folks, unless, you know, uh, I, there are some people out there I think would take a more Pollyanna approach and say, well, this is all coming down the road. No, it's here. Use your head. Unless, you know, you want your name and employer you choose to donate to President Trump, um, I don't know, use an alias. Um, I, I think what's happening, ironically, since Castro revealed names of people in his district is in his district, San Antonio. Correct. I think what's about to happen is that the Alamo is about to be used again, but uh, across the courtyard on the parapet facing in. Times are, uh, <laughs> times are uh, fraught right now. A lot of guns out there. A lot of people with love in their hearts who want you dead if you're not as loving as them. A lot of uh, hatred. It's the ugly side of humanity. It is probably what is the yield of uh, the social media world that we live in, the violent culture we live in, the video games that we live in, uh, these uh, guns that look like the guns in the video games. There's an there's a imperfect storm out there, something so heartbreaking I can't use the... Old movie aphorism, A Perfect Storm. Uh, it's an imperfect, perfect storm, or perfect, imperfect storm would be, I guess, the order on that. And use your heads. At the end of the day, you want to have dinner with your kids and watch a movie. And uh, it's violent out there right now, and it's dangerous out there right now. And when a cat named Castro, uh, this, this guy puts a name and a uh, workplace of a, a donor up on the internet. What do you, what do you think he's fishing for? I, you know, we'll play the game now where I'm going, well, he means everything but that. And if I don't say that, I'm the bad guy. You know what's going on. Use your heads. I mean, look what happened when people found out where Steve Bartman worked, you know? and uh, yeah. Well, but, Bartman, in an odd way, Bartman beat, the, beat it out the door before he got crowded on the internet age. That's true, because that was, I think, 2004. Uh, uh, yeah, so it hadn't quite the immediate pariahization of a human being via the internet. Quite had, eh, it was in its, eh, I wouldn't say halcyon days, in its earlier days. But uh, the uh, they'd have a twenty-four hour Bartman cam up on him now. <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. would lower a spider on his bed, a la James Bond or something, and put it <laughs> in his forehead. A diode <laughs> keeps him on twenty-four hour Truman Show cams. So he could follow him around all day. Uh, I kind of like that that happened for Bartman that way. He got the Billy Bucks got it before him. Bartman yeah. got it, but Bartman got out the door off the grid. He's probably a happier man for it. Isn't it? I didn't think of Bartman until you just said that, Christian. But isn't it funny the way life takes you, the unintended consequences that he uh, probably thought I could not, this could not have happened more perversely for me. Yeah. And in a way, it spirited him away from the scene of the true wreck, which is contemporary America and the social media. Uh, I think that's a great point. What I wanted to refer no, back you don't to, have to say no, that. I do, I do. Uh, back Sorry, I'm under the weather. No, 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 that's fine. And you know, obviously, there was the like, world's a sad place. But we can live in the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 about Steve Bartman, where our 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 friend from the radio show, John Cass, like says that we went up to him. He's like, "Do you know what you just did?" 
you know, just really like kind of twisting it in. At the game, you mean? Yeah, yeah, at the game. He's, he was recreating yeah. it. He was telling Boy, the story. they went back. Some of those announcers were brutal. Yeah. Christ, they, they, I, was it, was it, I forget. I don't want to say a name. And did, no, I, I, I think I know what thing, you mean, but, but yeah. <laughs> somebody went back in and just, this guy, this guy. What? I think it was that cat who ran down to first and took his pants down, that show off guy. <laughs> yeah. Was it? You remember that player? I do know who you mean. Yeah. Well, you can say his name now if you know it. I was only not going to say it because uh, oh, I thought you were I talking sure about. It. I thought you were. No, there to was stay a player who was announcing that night, and he really sort of lit into Bartman. And I think he was a player who became an announcer, who once uh, got hit by a pitch, went down to first, pulled his pants. And he was just a show off to show where the bruise was or something. You oh, yeah, I do rem- see that. That's not what I was thinking. I thought we were talking about Tim McCarver, basically, is, is who I oh, thought McCarver you were trying not to say. Yeah, because well, that was a national Steve Fox something game. Here, so. yeah. Anywho, that's probably off in the weeds for most. Yeah. But, uh, but what the the Joaquin Castro story, what it made me think of is something that you talk about a lot in terms of just the simple fact of why you can't trust polling, because this is what happens to people who donate to a campaign. So if they call your house and say, like, so would you say you are a strong supporter of President Trump? I, I think that uh, I, I can see people saying, like, oh, no, sir, I am not, because they, mm-hmm. they don't want this kind of headache. When you... Uh... <laughs> When you're protesting workplace shootings and your idea of a cogent protest is to put up people who have donated to yeah. somebody you disagree with in their workplace, you, you know what's going on there. The game's afoot, folks. People always wonder where the, uh, as I've often said, I'm enamored of America, that it hasn't come to a actual civil war. Uh, I, I think it always you know, indicates our... Uh, the strength of it, but it, it might be happening. Might be. We'll see. I, I'm not sure everybody had all the data in on John Brown's raid or stuff like that, but uh, certainly something's uh, afoot in the land. And keep your keep your ears pricked, Joe Orton. Uh, another story that I don't think you and I have had a chance to talk about is uh, I think you've seen that the state of California has uh, passed a law very specifically designed to get candidates to appear on the ballot for president to turn over their taxes, uh, hmm. specifically trying to see President Trump's taxes. And he's now sued them, but it's less about that story. I'm just curious your thoughts on, on just the idea of, of passing this law very specifically. Well, listen, they've been after Trump since late that night, I think, in Hillary's suite after she lost. I think they activated the doomsday machine. They hate him. They're going to hate him for either four years or eight years. I don't even know why he'd want the gig, to be honest. I know. Uh, Something's happened, something cosmic, something that, like I said, whenever somebody tries to elaborate on it, I lend a deaf ear because I don't think anybody knows. I think we're in uncharted territory. I think uh, we live in a super liberal culture. I think the only outlying thing on that is Trump. I think, although I think he probably has some liberal predilections, I think he's an outlier because he doesn't like uh, uh, the lockstep. And uh, I do think in an odd way he cares. uh, After all these years of visiting work sites as the rich guy doing the project, he's somewhat enamored of the proletariat and becomes an unlikely spokesman for them. Um, I think the the whole system is shit. I think he's called shit, and that's why they've spent every day, and the taxes is just another thing. 
I think uh, think every day they wake up, and uh, I think Russia's now been volleyed away, and uh, you don't hear it as much. Uh, I can't even remember the things before that. There's always something. Now it's he's a white supremacist, and they want his taxes, and uh, it, it's like nobody worries about anybody not making it in California as I drove through the... Uh, Hobo town, or whatever you want to call it, uh, but we everybody call it cares. <laughs> everybody worries about uh, uh, the president's taxes because they'd like to bring them down. I, I think that it's getting so close to the election that I don't think there are any smarter people over on that side in the in the government about Trump. I just think they're more cagely hateful of him, and I think they're thinking. Boy, uh, it does not look well for our party if we try to impeach him. And I think there are people there, obviously, include the Castros, who would like to impeach him the day before the election. I think most people over there say, let's wait for the election. Indeed, let's wait for the election. But can I tell you, I'm so hangdog on this all right now. I'm doing a complete reevaluation in my head of how I want to live my life. Um, I, the election day is going to be a pyrrhic victory for somebody. But I think there are deeper, deeper, deeper questions here about how much you want to vest in the the uh, the collective or the overall, the globe, the continent, the country, the uh, you know. I, I like I said, uh, I I think that it is not the time to live your life outside in. I think it's time to live your life inside out, and I would uh, set up my my own internal taxation system, and if that involved a nice hike, a good meal, an old movie, a good book, some meditative sessions, visit to a church, I think we all start uh, should start navigating the, the the inner fiefdom, because I think the outer one is uh, well. I don't even say verging on a goat fuck. It's complete and utter goat fuck, and you have to figure out how much you want to take stuff from the outside in and figure out your criteria inside. And if you can vibe some of it out to the world, I do believe in that, but watch yourself when you do that. I, I, don't, I don't know that this is the time to walk around on the streets and smile at a stranger and try to pass the good word because <laughs> it is ugly out there. And people are saying, you're so pessimistic. Okay, good. I'm pessimistic. I guess I'm not seeing it. Uh, but uh, as I've said before, there are a lot of people out there with love in their heart, who wish you ill if they deem you not to be loving in the exact same way that they are loving. So make of that what you will. Hey, are you struggling to sleep these days? Hello? Yes? Wait a second, wait. I'm reading these ads to people if they're struggling to sleep and they're asleep already. What the... <laughs> They must be using calm. Well, listen, you're not alone. One in three U.S. adults doesn't get enough sleep. And if you're not sleeping enough, it can affect your cognitive functions during the day, your ability to be a sexual Olympian, you know, trouble learning, problem solving, decision making. Did you know that a good night's sleep is like a magic remedy for the brain and body? When we sleep well, we're more focused. Relaxed. Best of all, sleep makes us happier. I had a 16-hour sleep one night in London when I was uh, time-lagged. 
and also hadn't slept for a couple nights because of insomnia. I was at Blake's. I had a chocolate milkshake and a tuna fish sandwich on toast. Went to bed at 8 o'clock at night thinking, oh, I'll never sleep, that feeling. Woke up, had room sealed, looked at the clock, said midnight, and I said, well, at least I got four hours. Then saw that rim of light around the blind. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, what? It was noon. I slept 16 hours. I've never been happier. I started crying. Went out in the Hyde Park and ran. Actually said hi to a couple people. And uh, then I defaulted back into Grimace Zone. But for a second there. That's why we're partnering with Calm, the number one app for sleep. Sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. Somebody got to do a, a zombie film where people are not dead, just insomniacal. So they're walking around <laughs> just vaguely cranky. With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and body needs, like soundscapes and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones, Stephen Fry, or Rosie Perez. <laughs> So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night with the help of Calm. Right now, Dennis Miller listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Miller. 25% off. Don't sleep on it. Or wait, sleep. Uh, don't sleep on this. That's calm.com slash Miller. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. Find out why at Calm. Dot com slash Miller. I don't know that slash works well in something that's about calm. Well, I feel like slash is, is a much calmer thing? gentleman than he used to be. I think he's, uh, yeah, you know. He needs a better name. You ever see slash without the uh, pork pie hat and the... Uh, Unfortunately, the yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. You know, five years ago, uh, I would have done a Rosie Perez impression there, but then I just thought about the headache it would have yeah, caused, and I, I was like... that <laughs> incident in the Catskills. <laughs> yeah. I still do a good Rosie O'Donnell, but not Rosie Perez. Give me some other topic, Christian, that's off the... Off the... Uh, oh, I've got an important... Moved on to topic seven in your... How many topics do you have today? Oh, I don't know, like 30 or so. Let's vary our pace. Let's do an anaerobic workout. We've done a couple. Let's do some quick hitters here, and then we'll slow back down. It's like bitches brew. We'll do some <laughs> discordant stuff here. Let's hit some fast-paced ones here. Throw them out to me. Uh, there are seven Democrats who are running for president that did not get a single supporter in a New Hampshire poll. Hmm. Who are they? That's a great question. Uh, this story. Then let me guess. Well, let's yeah. guess the seven. Um, I would say the Castro cat doesn't get seven. And uh, he's going to find out who didn't vote for him and print their addresses. Maybe. It's like it's like those old movies where they say, we've seen your kids at school. You know, you ever see those mafia movies? Mm -hmm. where they, yeah. It's turning into that stuff. Um, I would say Castro doesn't have a vote. I would say uh, Cloture doesn't have a vote or whatever the fuck her name is. Klobuchar. Um, huh? That's actually not how you say it. I just thought it was funnier to pronounce it the way I did. Um, I would say that a uh, couple of that bald guy from Montana doesn't have a vote. There's a couple other guys who have hair but might as well yeah. be the bald guy. They don't have votes. 
And, um, I, I will tell you, it's only one person who's been in the debates, but it's a sort of an obvious one. Somebody who is uh, not very uh, popular. Williamson. No, <laughs> Bill de Blasio. <laughs> he had no. no supporters. And then it's a lot of, it's like Jay Inslee and Wayne Messam and Seth Moulton. So it's, it's not the crowd that you actually know as well. Uh, and... Uh, well, listen, uh, Marianne Williamson probably doesn't have much, and probably uh, much. de Blasio probably doesn't have much. I would yeah. say the only difference there is Williamson's actually touchy-feely, and if you get touchy-feely from de Blasio, he's taking your wallet. So uh, that would be, <laughs> if he gets touchy-feely, it's always that. Uh, he's the sort of guy who uh, smacks you on the sol shoulder to do the divert from the fact that he's uh, whisked <laughs> your... Uh, <laughs> Your wallet out of your back pocket. Um, also, it's time to disengage from most of those people, right? I think yeah. there's 24. I think they have to get down to at most 10. So, you know, because let's face facts, there's only so many seatbelts in a clown car. And uh, to go forward, uh, they'll go with uh, Kamala Harris, although she suffered. Uh, I think Tulsi Gabbard put a big bolo punch in. Yeah, I'd say that somebody behind the scenes is saying... Uh, I don't know who that would be. You know, these uh, the fixers on the Democratic side, I would say they're saying keep Gabbard in um, only because she ticks a couple boxes for us. She's uh, in the service. She's attractive and uh, female and sane. And uh, let's keep her in for a while. I think Gillibrand's got to go. You know, it's like uh, if Edgar Winter's corpse was transitioning i don't know what the hell she's about <laughs> floating around up there and uh you know they're going to keep kamala harris joe biden oh yeah um bernie sanders yep and uh i think they'll have to keep booker because at this point he'll obviously play the race card on them yeah you know and he listen he plays the race card like uh ricky jay he used to flip uh uh, Jack of Diamonds through a cassava melon. <laughs> so he, they got to keep him. Listen, they've created a bit of a monster over there, and they really have to sit down and think about who do we, who do we get out of here? And if somebody says, "Well, just go by the numbers or meritocracy or who's getting what," you can't do it anymore. Uh, there has to be a mix. Well, the whole world's turned into a Benetton ad, and you, you're in charge of. Uh, Checking the boxes. So there you go. Uh, I, I I think they'll get try to get that date. It's like the Oscars, you know, when there wasn't a, a film in the first five that checked boxes. They had to expand it to eight at least. Uh, I, I've heard tell of uh, somebody, you know, say eight uh, candidates, but I think they'll probably go out to ten because there'll be a couple cusp cases who will cause problems. So there you go. That's... Uh, Listen, you can't say this wasn't all foretold in the last election. I remember states every night that Schlump Sanders would win on the count, and then they'd say, but with the super delegates, Hillary won. And Democrats are fine with that. Yeah. That's their system now. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking over there. I mean, come on, wake up. I, I can see you hating Trump. That's your business. But I, I don't Boy, you run an untidy shop. So I, I don't know who they've picked to be. I think they'd love to go with Biden, but I don't think Biden's going to allow them. I think he's no. going to prove out. <laughs> no. I think he's going to run down. I think it's going to be a rainy day at Westworld, and he'll be shazbotting his ass off one night, and they'll have to lead him off in a fucking gurney. The guy's three days away from a, you know, a bib. So <laughs> I, I think he's out.
Uh, probably Sanders, because uh, as a poor a face as she puts on socialism, uh, Christ, she might as well be, you know, Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday compared to Bernie Sanders as far as putting a face on socialism. <laughs> so Sanders, I guess Harris, I'd see the two of them together. Who's more in line? I'd say... San, or what is her name? Uh, Warren? Yeah. I'd say it'll be Warren and uh, Harris in the two slot. They'll run under the two angle thing, the uh, biracial thing, one Indian, one black. And, uh, you know, they'll have a lot of boxes checked. So that that's who I predict will run. Unless, of course, you know, Biden goes to Lugano, Switzerland and gets some, you know, goat nads shot into his haunch or something and livens up. But it's going to be, have to be one of those blood draws that Keith Richards uses uh, because <laughs> Biden looks crazy to me. And uh, and that's before he starts speaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, here's the problem with Biden has made. Uh, if you're going to squint and try to look like Dirty Harry every time you answer a question <laughs> and you've gone in and de-Botoxed every wrinkle out of your head, it, it just looks like Jim Carrey's burn victim guy on the living color. You should have left some fur. If you're going to furrow your brow, brother, it it, it cannot be, uh, you know, like a uh, like a smooth, polished stone. So uh, he's uh, he's missed it in many ways. But I think they'd like him to be president because they think he might beat uh, Trump. But like I said, you have to you have to imagine for Joe Biden. When you look at Joe Biden, what is he now? Seventy five. Uh, he might even actually be older than I think. When he, if he were to become president, I think he'd be sworn in at seventy-eight. That's what I think I looked up. Yeah. All right. So, when you talk about four years to a seventy-eight-year-old, when the when the literally you're being sworn in when you're past the actuary table on average life expectancy for a an American male, I think's in this right around seventy-eight. So you're being sworn in on the on your past due date. You know, like yogurt. You, 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 Biden is in essence yo play that's gone off, and uh, plain yo play, obviously. Four no four years then, uh, in, when you're seventy eight, becomes one seven one nineteen. Let's say one twentieth of your life. You've got to live another you know, one twentieth of your life to complete your first term. Yeah. And that, that doesn't even augur for a second term. I, I just don't think the math works. Listen, he drummed himself out of the core for a guy, you know, who he probably had a chance in 88, I guess it was, but he got caught cheating and he's braggadocio and, you know, he, nasty guy in the uh, Supreme Court hearings. I, I think he ran again somewhere, but he never really had a chance. But uh, now they might vote for him because he's the least uh, innocuous. You know, he's the most innocuous guy. Sure. He's defanged. He's, a, he's an old cat. And, uh, I, I don't think he'll make it through the end. But as I said, nobody, uh, you know, I think they're on to Biden. Biden, as I've related before, I believe, speaks in braggadocio encyclical. Like the Pope, if he shot the vestments, you know, like, you know, he always acts like he's tough and sometimes he leans into things that don't. There are times that Joe Biden's um, uh, hallucinations are so precise, I'm not even sure he existed. <laughs> there are times I think I, I'm seeing what he imagines somebody named Joe Biden would be like. That's how precise his uh, 
<laughs> hallucinations are. So I don't think he uh, has a chance. And as I said, time to get him in, back into the back seat of the Sonic commercials. <laughs> Become your go-to guy on the tots. The guys up front can pitch the Slurpees and the dogs and the burgers. And then uh, Biden just comes in at the end with that ding off his right front bicuspid and... And I love the tots, too, with the crazy sauce. <laughs> See, but for me, the tots are the most important part of an order from Sonic, so I wouldn't well, trust them. Well, then him. you can start one. Uh, you know, it's like the, you can play it backwards if you want, but uh, TiVo it and run it backwards. That's, but that's I fun. think Biden working up at the end like Scooby-Doo with a Scooby snack. You know. And I love the tots Ding, with the crazy sauce. <laughs> Uh, someone who apparently is is aware of the polling uh, and the way he got out of the race is why I'm interested in this story. Uh, Mike Gravel dropped out of the 2020 race, and in You're doing so, me, I don't even know who are these. Guys. That's a former senator. Isn't from he Alaska. the real short guy who invented the dating the millionaire show? Oh. A little guy at Fox named Mike Gravel who invents all these game shows. Like, you want to get married four seconds after you hook I'm, up, or? I, I remember that show, but I'm not sure if I know who well, you're there actually. There was some, a Midge guy. There, is. <laughs> there it the is. Problem the world, me saying Midge. There's a, uh, what is the, let me check my, I get a refresh app every day on what you can call tiny person. Yeah. There. As I've often said, would you rather just not hit Midget or Dwarf and move on, ships that go bump? Do you really want to stop down in the street and have somebody inquire as to your tiny person status? What the <laughs> fuck? What? What? What are you? Where are we at? Middle Earth? I'm a fuck. Come on. <laughs> Tiny person. Uh, I'm on Spade's show next week. I might work that angle with him. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to say, I remember going to Jerry's with you and Charlie Schlatter and Schneider, and I, I felt like a Gulliver ordering brisket or something, and you fuckers had... <laughs> Stolen the toothpicks with the cellophane on the end of them or pricking them into my legs to make me drop the sandwich. <laughs> uh, in getting out of the race, Mike Ravel made sure we all knew he never wanted to be president anyway. So uh, I, 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 that's why I like this story. <laughs> Christ, the world's too fucked up. Folks, stay in. <laughs> Everybody's asking advice. Amazon food, Netflix, spot well the door shot. <laughs> it's a freak show out there. I, I'm not going on anymore. I've got an El Chapo tunnel to get Mitt <laughs> I lower myself down on a bed sheet. There's a Vespa there with one of my cantadres. I sit on the back of it. We shoot down the tube. I grab the mint Milano's and some almond milk. The bike flips around. We've built it specially so it's on a center spoke. We pivot the bike. We don't have to turn it around. We pivot the whole apparatus. I'm back in the house in around four and a half minutes with my Milano's. <laughs> and I encourage you to do the same. <laughs> um, let me write that down. Oh, that's good. No, no. Spade and Schneider are like the guys in Willow on the Val Kilmer shoulder. <laughs> um, doesn't Val have, does he have the throat cancer or something? I've heard that, yeah. Well, we wish him well. 
I, I, yeah, and I never made it out to I don't want to go back in on this Gravel No, guy. no, we don't have to. I, I can ne- see that you've got a real heart no, no, for no. the story. I just, I, uh, I, <laughs> it's the third time I'm just hearing, uh, I haven't heard Gravel that much since uh, Bolero came out. <laughs> Casey Kasem dropped it at four right after Sky Pilot. Oh. How high can you fly? <laughs> Every time Val Kilmer comes up, I always feel like I should have gone to one of those uh, Mark Twain shows that he would do in the graveyard where he would insist that he was was Mark Twain. Yeah, the story is, folks, that Val, for a while, late at night in an L.A. graveyard when he was visiting his career, uh, (laughs) putting flowers on his career, He would uh, break out into a pretty, pretty great Mark Twain. I always think, I always think that uh, there's a great Mark Twain movie to be had, a biopic, like Chaplin with Bob, sure. Bob Downey. Yeah, maybe uh, Bob can play it now as he's older and uh, yeah. Didn't Tony Stark break, blow out a plutonium tit or something in the last <laughs> one? I don't even know. He didn't make uh, it through. Really? Yeah. Well, um, I think Bob would be good to play. Uh, yeah, I think I, I can see Bob in the old white makeup, musing about his younger life, like the Chaplin film. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's a great actor. And I'd like to see a Mark Twain film. And uh, you could call it, I'd call it Clemens, just to be counterintuitive. And uh, I'm sure people would show up and say, I demand Clemens pee in a cup. <laughs> No, 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 Rogers. Sam Clemens. Oh. So that's going to really hurt my biopic on Clarence Clemens from the East Street Band. Let's do some quick hits, man. Oh. Quick hits or play something laudatory. Do we have any? I wanted to go to a, I got to keep it loaded. I got to keep it light today. You know what I'm going to give you? I'm sick. I'm going to give you a long voicemail. It's a little bit more than a minute, and there's a lot of praise crammed in there. Most of it's for you. Jason from Alabama, cut six. You guys did a fucking fantastic job. That, that bean interview was awesome. Wait uh, a does he declutch cargo in his mouth for the rest of this, or is it all? Do I have to shoot it through that thing? No, I think I think that huh? uh, he swallowed. Like, you know my pulpit, the temporomandibular <laughs> joint. Say hi to the people. <laughs> huh? This guy sounds like a, a fucking ventriloquist who stepped on a dirty nail. He's got all lockjawed. Hey. But he huh? loves he loves you, so there's something to be said for that. I know, but somebody gets some three in one on Richard <laughs> Keel's jawbone here. I but, <laughs> no one who can open their mouth all the way likes this show. Okay, <laughs> if Richard Keel and Ted Cassidy fought, what do you think? By the way, I mean, I'm putting my money on Keel. Come on, there you go. All right, let's start again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Our friend has uh, Jason from Alabama. <laughs> Oh, I, it's Jason. I see. I can't hear him because he's yet to completely get his hockey mask head out of the grave. Yeah. And he's got soil. That's what I'm hearing is soil in his speak box. Soil in his speak box. Daddy doesn't sleep at night. You guys did a fucking fantastic job. That, that being interview was awesome. Uh, good job giving him two, uh, two episodes there. And Sweeney was well done as well. And I also want to throw my weight behind um, 
my weight, Jesus Christ. Uh, my support behind Lindsay. <laughs> I like that. And to have her little giggly happiness in the background of what you're doing just makes the fucking show. Puts over the top. I wish I had that laugh track, like, going through my life. You know, it'd be terrific. Uh, and today, man, today with the, the 20 minutes of struggling through the fucking penis shrug trimmer thing, uh, <laughs> that was pure gold, brother. That, I remember mean, I was thinking, like, uh, the old knife. A shortened version of it. <laughs> what we did did not entirely make it there, but uh, we did went, we lose the sponsor? Mm, no. no, they apparently enjoyed how much time we devoted to uh, manscaped.com. Well, we appreciate them being a sponsor, but they wanted me to tell a specific <laughs> anecdote about me getting my. Uh, oh, know, no, that. Hair that. in an upsweep for a formal or something, yeah. and I, my dick hair. The the one that we recorded last. I remember week. the night I took my penis there to Cotillion, <laughs> and we went. It's like Audrey Hepburn and My Fair Lady. My God, Pickering! Look at Dennis's <laughs> dick hair. They'll be sending curlers next. Uh, listen, Lindsay sounds like that girl in the dirt tunnel down in Lecter's basement yeah. or whatever. Well, is she, that what you guys have decided? No, on? she said I, I told her to turn her level up, and she is not listening. So well, I can't. There were so many people saying ditch the broad and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are so now. Don't you be fair? They meant me. Like when they say ditch the broad, <laughs> they were talking about me. Well, listen, either turn it off, which you know I don't want. Right, I don't want. Either go that. away or go all the way. <laughs> The great Grace Slick. Um, just turn it up. Yeah. Lindsay. All right. I'm sorry. Because, uh, listen, sorry. there are other reasons that this show might be. I'm right on the fringe of just throwing in the towel on everything. And then I think, oh, you just say that to be dramatic here now. <laughs> but really, don't you have days where you just don't want to. Isn't it fucked up right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people say, why do you watch your old movies all the time? I don't know. It's the only thing that. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll have to flip the journey to the center of the earth just to see Pat Boone come on the jewel thing <laughs> just to be happy when I read the headlines. <laughs> Pat Boone's still alive today. Really? As is, the, as is the woman who was in that movie, who was Fernando Lamas's mom. And uh, the guy just died recently, the blonde guy uh, who had the goose... And uh, obviously Jimmy Mason bailed a long time ago, but uh, you had Pat Boone, and the, and then Pat Boone's girlfriend in the movie is still alive. Wow. So until recently, four of the five main leads in Journey to the Center of the Earth were alive. Uh, and you think when you get that exposed to the magma that something would catch up to you, much like Duke Wayne and the Conqueror, where 37 above, above and below the line participants in that film shot right near a nuclear test site somewhere out in the Pacific <laughs> South or the uh, Pacific somewhere in the Southwest died of cancer so you read up on that one Christian you know I'm not much for conspiracies except when I push all my chips in on a conspiracy and yeah. uh, there's so many people who croaked on a film called The Conqueror and obviously it had some now listen granted Duke had a smoke in every orifice on his body uh, for the last 60 years of his life. I, I yeah, argue that that much. He was like Wicker Man yeah. with the Bel Air, so he's <laughs> just sticking out of his ass, his ear. I argue that that kept him alive an extra 10 years, how much he smoked. Oh, I'll take that debate. Yeah, okay. I'll meet you at Caesars. 
so what were we talking about? Well, oh, we were, that guy. Still Thank you, man. That was yeah. a nice thing. I, yeah. You know, I was teasing up front about your uh, lockjaw thing, but because uh, I have to make jokes, and I'm sick today. And I don't know how to fill the hour. But uh, thank you. That was nice, and I agree with you. I think, uh, and like I said, I understand anybody who's got a bail uh, on the Lindsay thing. But uh, for me, Grace, I'm on the verge of bailing. So I need to hear it because it makes me smile because yeah. I do think she has a sweet laugh, and I'm a comedian. So I understand if you have to go, and uh, times are, don't let this fray you any more than you're afraid. Her <laughs> Christ, we're all on the ledge about something, and I don't want to be the one. Well, what was the final step? Was it personal bankruptcy, the diagnosis of uh, uh, fatal Ebola, uh, the fact that he had not a friend in the world? That's something about some girl on a podcast laughing. Oh, no. He just couldn't. Look, sometimes you can't get out of bed. Do you understand? I know. Yeah. Well, what is it about? <laughs> the laugh. The laugh. I don't want to be a murderer. You're uh, not a murderer. No, it's, it's no, homicide no. in you're, that case. You're it's a fine. manslaughterer. <laughs> at, at the very most, the it's very manslaughter. Have <laughs> your delightful laugh make somebody who's, shall we say, a little touchy to begin with? Yeah, I think that's fair. But uh, if anybody out there does croak themselves today because of Lindsay's laugh, I want you to properly annotate that in your suicide note. Oh, thanks. I'd love to have that. I wonder how I'm going to do in prison. <laughs> if I'm a math you do, you, you, you do well. You've oh, seen. you'll be laughing a lot <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen, seen my, Sybil Danning my films. Yeah. Trust me, you will be laughing. Hey, you've seen my wife's show. Prison's hysterical. Yeah. You guys will visit I remember me, right? when Christian came to me and he said, I need help. I said, what's the problem, young man? He said, I'm 28. I've just memorized my fourth shower room grout pattern in prison. <laughs> and I need you to step in and help me. And I did, didn't I, Christian? You did. You uh, let me put on the chimp suit and uh, jump up on your desk on the CNBC show. <laughs> and... Uh, you, you told me to take generals <laughs> gathered in the masses, <laughs> just like witches at black masses. Right. Did you know, Christian? Your teeth move as you get older, and uh, sometimes they don't even announce it. It's like the uh, Cleveland Browns when they left, <laughs> or the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> You, you, you know, the, the Ursays just pack up the filing cabinets <laughs> as your teeth and they move and you don't even know. And if you want to get your teeth fixed, the last thing you want to do is wear braces. That's why I'm happy to tell you about Candid, the clear alternative to braces. Candid has an orthodontist who is licensed in your state, created treatment plan for you. And Candid only uses experienced orthodontists. Occasionally, they'll throw a caricaturist in from Six Flags, but very infrequently. It's like every 10th pepper being hot. They even create a 3D preview of what the final results are like. Once you approve your 3D preview, Candid creates custom clear aligners that will be sent directly to you. That means no hassle of having to go into an orthodontist's office. Candid costs 65 
percent less than braces. You can save thousands of dollars and have straighter, brighter teeth in an average of just six months. You're one step away from getting straighter, brighter teeth. Learn more at candidco.com slash Dennis and use code Dennis then to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash Dennis, code Dennis for $75 off. So what does it mean when they say the 10-year note is one point something? Can anybody understand I, business? Mm, I mean, no, other than I, pushing all my food money in on, on it, that conspiracy I don't understand theory. anything about it. <laughs> Like when they say a bear market, I get that because mm-hmm. a bear sure. market I get that. is make uh, – I know when I – a bear market is when I look at my personal investment portfolio and I immediately feel the need to run out in the middle of the woods and shit myself. That is a bear market. <laughs> well, would you like the uh, internet explanation for what this is? Because I, I had to look it up for you. The 10-year treasury note is a debt obligation issued by the United States government with a maturity of 10 years upon – its issuance. So, how, how mature can you be at ten years old? I wished hey. I hadn't even puped. Well, yeah, at ten but years I, old. I don't think a note has even gone through, as I like to call it, fiscal puberty. Sure. At ten years. Yeah. I'm looking for a thirteen and a half year note that's <laughs> worth a lot, like twice a day, and then it falls back down. <laughs> then, ooh, it spikes again. It's worth a lot. Usually right after school, right before bed, the note goes way up, <laughs> 45, almost 45 degree angle on that chart, and, uh, and way up again. Sometimes even the note spikes three times a day. Those are the good when, days. Uh, ESPN was running, ESPN2 <laughs> ran Keanu Tom on the exercise before we get to more praise, uh, another uh, headline, uh, John Huntsman, who apparently was until recently our ambassador to Russia, has uh, quit. And in his parting letter, he warned President Trump to uh, don't trust Putin and he should stand up to the Kremlin strongman. Is it's John Huntsman the uh, – is that the fucker who did the uh, Von Trapp lope across Battery Park when he announced? Yes. I believe his daughter oh, is on the view. Well, nothing like uh, <laughs> I love. I love my uh, strong men being scout, sussed out by minor men. <laughs> good, good for you, oh, John. that's good. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> I still haven't recovered from that. Uh, it was like an FDS commercial or something where the family all. Did some slow motion lope and, uh, you know, on the front of the podium, it had that Spencer's gift poster. I'm not in this world to do your thing. <laughs> You're not in this world to do my thing. But hey, if our things ever meet on a beach one day over a conch shell and a bird who's been wounded and we're cleaning <laughs> with Dawn dishwashing liquid, then you vote for me and I will serve you. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So heads up on the Kremlin. All right, good. Yeah, I think I think we should keep an uh, eye on that. And uh, what's this? Wait, Christian, I've got something coming across my desk. Uh, uh, Don Knotts is telling me to watch out for China. Brian Fife. <laughs> he says he's got his one bullet pointed that way. <laughs> well, what he is Navaj nasal care system. That aren't, seems... people, aren't people getting brain? I'm watching a commercial where, do you, does your nostrils really go together in the back like that? Yeah. 
Lindsay said you've used this product. Keep Lindsay on and make her hard for me to hear is good. It's it's like that twilight zone where there's been some sort of space open on the wall next to the bed that goes into another dimension, and I can hear her in there. Hey, is is this Navon's sister? Yeah. What? what? (laughs) I feel like I go from quiet to yelling in the natural world, so I'm trying not to blast you. But I've used the good old nasal cleaner. You never blast me. I've never complained Janet yelling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking, and now that my right ear's bleeding from this fucking shrieking cacophony you're laying on me. (laughs) Jesus Christ, you're like Wendy O. Williams at the plasmatics. Swearing. Um, But... um, (laughs) I'm shocked that water can go back. Can water equally go back the left one and transfer over to the right one? Well, yeah. now you're now you're nodding uh, yeah. into the microphone, uh-huh. and that's really not I'm helpful. I'm just thinking about my nose. Yep, it goes. You can go either way. It's oh. exciting. My oh. sexuality. I know. Listen, does uh, my nose is fluid. Does, when you do blow, and I've never done blow. I know, I'm the one guy. But uh, does it go back? And then there used to be a ride at the amusement park when I was young called the Whip. It was like a, the thing would go real slow and it would get to the end and it would catch a gear and whoop, whip around. Is that what blow does? Was, in fact, Enrico Fermi's cyclotron at the University of Chicago just a, a mechanism they built all the profs to do coke. They would <laughs> accelerate the accelerants particles and make it into a super coke. Next show. <laughs> I, I, I can't open that can of tuna right now. Not right now. Near the end here, and I want—I don't want to give that short shrift. But Christian, remind me. <laughs> the next shot I want to start off was Enrico Fermi, a cokehead. Yeah, I think that's an important place to start. Well, we have we'll time for off the next we have time for a couple more uh, voicemails that I want to make sure really? we get to. And you know, I want to make sure everybody knows they can leave us voicemails at eight six six five zero nine seven two six eight. Yes, that's eight six six five zero nine rant. We've got Matt from Cincinnati. Voicemail number two. You were talking about uh, Crosley Field recently, and yes, it is I seventy five that will take you from Cincinnati to Dayton. Fun facts about. Crosley Field, first major league park to have lights to play night games. And the Beatles played there on their final tour in 1966. As far as Skyline Chili Goos, I like a four-way bean. Thanks. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I missed, the, I missed the last thing. Was he talking about Orson? No, 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 no. So I, 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 the four-way bean, I guess, that uh, that make because when we're talking about Skyline, oh, Skyline Chili, it doesn't oh. automatically have beans in it. It, it. it it might not. So I guess he wanted to make sure that we knew that one of his fours was a bean. But I, I thought he meant he had been in some orgy with Orson. <laughs> no, he has that too, but they were covered from head to toe in Skyline Chili. Because if you ever seen Orson work the Christian proselytizing thing to get in the door at a group, group scene. <laughs> The only thing you're lacking in there, variation-wise, is a Christian. Let me in. We have so uh, at the Guccionis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, isn't that weird? Isn't that wild that uh, just last week we were talking about uh, I-75 on its way to Dayton, and then the the, uh, the the sadness comes there. Oh yeah, I haven't thought of Dayton in so many years, and here I am. Uh, I guess it's anywhere now, though, right? Uh, that was pointed out. I, I think there was very limited time between Paris, uh, the, the Bataclan, and San Bernardino, remember? 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, I remember thinking, God, if in, if in the space of a fortnight you can have uh, San Bernardino, California, in the city of lights, visited by the sadness, then uh, I guess it can happen anywhere, anytime. Uh, I, as I said before, I'm going to say my prayers. I don't know what else to do. There's smarter people than me out there who think I know what to do. I got to get on TV and insist. But me, I'm uh, scared shitless, and uh, I find it so overbearingly, uh, overarchingly sad and devastating and discombobulating and that uh, I am going to go sit in a quiet church and uh, say some prayers. And I know that will incense some people. But I'm not saying anybody else has to copy it, just for me. That's one thing I'd say we should learn from this. Start uh, doing the inward out thing. All right, what else, Christian? Well, we can uh, wrap up after one more voicemail, and uh, this is from uh, Paul. Sorry, folks, I'm ill today. I don't know if I'm ill or it's a psycho... Um, psycho killer? Somebody. Oh, Sorry, hey, wait a second. Psychosomatic. <laughs> Sorry, paging Dr. Freud. He said psychosomatic. This guy doesn't like the people. <laughs> no, you just don't like Tony Perkins. Wait a second. Let me figure that out. Psychosomatic. Yeah. And you Tony said they don't Perkins. like the people. So I said the star of the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho. Oh, oh, I see. I was, I was on somatic and somatic. <laughs> no, I, I missed the. Uh, I, I, I landed on the psycho part. I was trying to think. Was, uh, was that Red Sox outfielder? Uh, Fear strikes out. Was Jimmy Pearsall? Uh, right, Jewish is what I was trying to figure out. Was he? Jimmy Pearsall. That's the angle I was working. I don't, I don't know if he was. Was Jimmy th there? Point two next time, right after we pulled <laughs> yeah. this, Enrico. Because I could Google it, but habit. I think that's a that's a whole show right there. Was Jimmy Pearsall Jewish? That's where that's the B story next week. Hey, this is all next time, folks. Yeah, yeah. I know you're sitting there licking your chops, saying, "What's number three? And I'll already give it to you, but I'm not going to four. Four is a killer topic. Number three, the country's so fractured right now. Can Neapolitan ice cream still stay together? That's topic number three next time. <laughs> I believe the vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Chocolate and strawberry can break along. up into separate compartments. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a testimony on how fractious things are now? If they still had the half gallon container Neapolitan ice cream, but there was a small insert between the vanilla <laughs> and the chocolate yeah. and the strawberry. They were all still in there, but a paper thawa. What's the last thing, Christian? I've been on the air for 14 fucking hours. Chad Everett's about to come in and take a telethon over here because I get to sleep. We have a voicemail from Paul from San Francisco. Voicemail number hey, five. Hey, Paula. This and that on a Thursday night. I thought Houston. Hey, up. hey, <laughs> Paula. You can see Dennis is working. Don't interrupt him with voicemails. No, no, Lindsay misread that. <laughs> I was trying to do harmony with the caller. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. This and that on a Thursday night, I thought Houston pricking up Zach freaking Granky was brilliant. He's Zach Granky on that staff. There's your postseason right there. Point two, uh, if Mitch McConnell does nothing for the rest of his life, if he pushes through these judges and gets them on the bench, he will have done long-term good for the country. Take care. 
Well, I I do think McConnell's uh, doing that. I, I don't like McConnell. I don't like guys who stay that long. I saw his wife interviewed once. She looked like a, I don't know, some sort of a... I got lobbyist of her. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is she a power broker or something? I don't quite get her. Um, so I don't get McConnell. I don't get guys who think they're that important that long. If he's got some judges through, fine. Uh, we've got some soul problems. Everybody's going to look at America's intellect. Everybody's going to look at America's heart. We've got some soul problems. And I know people are loath to look into soul problems because they think it makes them a nutter. And I'm not even saying it involves religion. Think 12-step programs. They ask you to concede to a higher power, and they also don't want to keep people away from the healing within, so they don't demand that it be a god, a higher power. I would spend some time sniffing around for whatever that higher power is and not supplicate if that makes you uneasy. Ask if you can have a few moments and uh, share some fears and see if anything comes back at you, even if it's a placebo effect and it's from inside you and you just needed some cudgel to take yourself into your better chamber. All right, later. Thanks for listening to The Dennis Miller Option, exclusively on Westwood One. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on the Westwood One app, westwoodone.com, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember to rate, review, and share. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.